Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by City Advantage. Travel is seriously a part of my DNA, and as many of you probably know, my go-to travel card is the City Advantage Platinum Select Card. I love this card so much. I earn miles on the things I buy every day and earn two times miles at gas stations and restaurants. The card also comes packed with awesome travel benefits that make flying even better. Sound like something you would like? Then you will love this. Apply today and you can earn 50,000 bonus miles after qualifying purchases. Your next adventure just got so much closer. Head to city.com slash podcast to learn more. What is up, you guys? Welcome to today's episode. Chelsea and I just got home from France, and when we say just got home, we mean we landed on the plane about three hours ago, maybe mm-hmm. two and a half hours ago. We came straight from the airport here, and we are recording this recap episode for you guys because this was Chelsea's first international experience, and our first like big trip together. Yeah. So we, we had to document. We had to. And if you think, I know sometimes you guys can tell when we're tired, but think again today because we caught a second wind and we're ready to tell you all about our Paris trip. It was insane. Lots of laughs, lots of inside jokes, lots of just, we'll get into it. It was so fun. It Mm -hmm. was such a fun trip. So let's start out and explain the trip to them. We went on the trip with two of our friends, Danny and Rachel. Danny is my photographer that I have worked with for about a year now. I met her when I lived in Orange County and we connected. She started shooting photos for me for just like content for Instagram and stuff. Um, That's when Leif kind of decided to go more into YouTube. So he was more busy and I didn't have anyone to take my pictures all the time. So we started working together and she quickly became one of my favorite people. And then her best friend is Rachel. And they were kind of planning on, they're like, we want to go on a European trip. Like, we want to go to Paris. Um, You should come. And I was like, wait, I should bring Chelsea. Like, it could be, you know, a best friend trip. So I bring my best friend. You bring your best friend. And we were going to talk about this at the end, but now seems like a good time to say that four people is a very good number for a trip. Yeah. We were saying three, not good. Not good. Someone's oh three in a in a group of friends in general is a, not a good number because someone is always left out and they don't have anyone else. With four, you're always in groups of two or you're all together. Yes. And like very rarely is one of them left out for any reason because you can always go two on everything, you know. Definitely. So that was good. And even sometimes when you get more people, it kind of turns into just too much. Too. Yeah. So I think four was such a good number. So we did Paris for four days and then Nice for like three days. Yeah. And it was so much fun. We should, let's start with, you know what? Let's start from the very beginning. Your longest flight you've ever been on. Yeah. So the flight from LA to Paris was 10 hours. Yes. And I think it was 10 hours and 40 minutes, actually. What were your thoughts? 
I compare it to driving because I've driven long amount of times, like long amount of times, lots of times. So I don't know what's worse, to be quite honest. I feel like driving is so much better. Uh, I don't know. Really? I feel like maybe because you've flown so much and I've driven so much, I think flying is better than driving. Because driving is a little more stressful. If you're driving, you can't do anything. That's true. If you're not driving, the other person can't do anything. So also you're tired and you have to be pushing forward on a plane. You can both sleep. You know. That's true. So honestly, it wasn't bad. The trip there was not bad to me at all. The only part that was hard is I, I don't sleep well on a plane. And so the jet lag hit me pretty hard when I got there. But other than that, I thought it was fine. Yeah. And it's kind of nice when you do have a friend to like hang out with, talk yeah. to. Chelsea made me play Nancy Drew computer Woo! games, which are so hard, you guys. Mm-hmm. What the heck? That was my first time playing them. And I thought and I thought it was an hour ordeal, like a little quick game we could play. No. We were on it for no, hours. Fam. Chelsea's laptop died and we had to resume on our flight back. And it was also hours and we haven't even made any progress, I feel like. Yeah. It's, it's no walk in the park, you guys. Nancy Drew is… I don't just play a stupid game to play a stupid game. It's it's exercise for your brain. Yeah. And we're only on amateur whatever, sleuth or yeah, something. Yeah. I was telling Jay-Z, we have a to-do list and it gives you hints of what to do next. It's literally, if you've ever been to an escape room or an escape game, then it's basically like that, but a computer game. That's why it's so fun. So if you like escape rooms, Nancy Drew games are the way to go. They're so fun. Me and my sister play them all the time. Me and my little brother play them all the time. I've been playing them since I was eight years old. Yeah, I was stunned at how hard they were. Yeah. But it was it was fun. So we did that. Um, I'm glad you didn't think the flight was too bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. too bad. Flight back. Huh. The flight back was an hour longer. And I will say, though, that plane was way nicer. Yeah, and for sure. They had—I was telling Chelsea, on the way to France, there was no outlet, which is so shocking to me. I don't think I've ever been on an international flight— where there's not an outlet because I love to get a work done. Mm-hmm. And so I plug my um, laptop charger in there because once your laptop dies, I mean, your my laptop probably lasts two hours yeah. when I'm working on it, like f- with a million things, photos and videos running on it. And when you have a 12-hour flight, two hours is not enough. Like you no. need more time. So um, on the way back, we luckily did have outlets. So I was able to like cut through my vlogs that I filmed while I was there, which is really nice. But yeah, the way there, it was a shorter flight, but the plane was not nearly as nice. The no. screens were very it was outdated. So hot. And it was so hot. Which in one of my one <laughs> of my latest YouTube videos, I mentioned this as a travel tip. I did like a get ready with me and I mentioned some travel tips. And one of them was to wear like a t-shirt or some like a tank top or something underneath a big sweater or jacket when you travel because 90% of the time, I'm freezing on planes, but there's always a 10% when I'm actually so hot. This flight, it was always hot. There yeah. was no relief. It was insane how hot that flight was. It was really It hot. was crazy. I was like, JC, I thought that you were the travel queen. I thought you were going to give me good tips. I'm sweating. But I did because then you took off your sweatshirt. Yeah, but… You were wrong. <laughs> no, I just wasn't. Kidding. What would you rather have been wearing? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I'm just kidding. Gotcha. It was fine. Um, yeah, the, I think any flight home from anywhere is worse than the flight there because you're excited to get there. Yeah, and you're excited and you're excited to get home on the way back, but in a different way. Yeah, in a different way. You're just like, please get me there. Yes. 
100%. Okay, so now let's go to your first impression of Paris and your first impression of Europe. Like, I was I was asking Chelsea, does this feel like what it, you know, what it, what's the word I'm looking for? Does what this you feel how it would you be? would expect? Like, when you see photos of people in Paris on Instagram, now that you're here in real life, yeah. does, how does it compare? Now that I'm here in real life. I don't remember what I said at the time, but now that I've been there, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She's like, wait, we went to Paris? No, I'm saying I don't remember what I thought about it before. Oh, I think okay. I just, I don't know if I put too much thought into it. I think I was never one who really, like, I want to travel so badly. Yeah. But I wanted to see Europe for sure. Like, I've, I've always said I've wanted to go to Italy because I— that's where my family's from. So I've just always been drawn to it. But Paris just looked magical in movies and stuff. And so I I didn't go in with any expectations like, this is going to be the most magical place on earth. So I was really impressed. And I was yeah. like, this is beautiful. Every corner, I was like, just in awe at all of the architectures and all, yeah, all of the buildings, like all of the attention to detail there. That's what really blew my mind is there's so much attention to detail and it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's so pretty. Well, let's talk about how you were learning French yeah. on an app for months, and you actually learned quite a bit. Well, let's talk about the fact that I learned French before I knew I was going to Paris because I told my husband, I said, if I become fluent in French, you have to take me to Paris. You have to take me to France. And I wanted to go to the South of France, actually. I didn't say Paris um, because I saw Inglorious Bastards and the girl speaking French. That's why I wanted to learn. I was like, that sounds cool. So I learned a lot, and I said to JC before, I said, I don't know if I can speak it well, but I think I can understand it. Mm -hmm. And it was the complete opposite when I got there. I would say something to someone, and they'd kind of smile like, oh, she's trying. That's good. And then they'd answer me, and I'm like, I have no clue what you said. <laughs> yeah. Like, absolutely no clue. You said it way too fast. <laughs> there were so many instances where Chelsea would, like, start a sentence. I'd be so impressed. And then they'd say something back, and she'd just shrug and be like— I don't know. I'm like, I have no clue what they said. And then one time this guy, it's it's another thing too. I think I was just naive going into it. I'm like, oh, I could definitely um, understand and like communicate enough to yeah. where we can get around. I wasn't expecting to be fluent by any means. But there were multiple occasions where we we were in a conversation and it's just so much harder when you have to think of your answer first in a different language and then convert it to the other language. Yeah. Rather than just responding because you don't think in that language yeah so then I would think and it would take me a second and then I would just be like oh whatever so this one guy I we I asked him how my accent was how my French accent was and he said c'est bien which means like very good I think or that it's good and I said de rien which means you're welcome instead <laughs> of thank you like I should have been like merci yeah but <laughs> I literally and I turned to JC two seconds later. I'm like, he just said, your accent's good. I said, you're welcome. I'm like, that is He probably the thought you meant it. He's like, he's like, she's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's also talk about the other mishap. We were at this restaurant, which we'll talk about the restaurant because we loved it, but a little cafe. And the guy at the cash register checking us out was talking to us about like different options. Like, oh, do you like this juice? Do you like this juice? We were just kind of conversing with him a little bit. And Chelsea goes. Well, and, first of yeah. all, I was talking to him like this. And and someone told me later that the people do not like it when you talk slow. Like, they're stupid. They're like, if you talk slow, they're still not going to understand you. Like, yeah. this is this good. Yeah, like, like, they don't understand that still. Yeah. And they just are mad that you're doing that. So I was like, 
do you like this one? What about this one? Pointing, using her fingers like, is this juice good with a <laughs> thumbs up? Okay. And then and then um, he's talking to her and then she's like, your English is very good. Um, great English. And he's like, well, I am from England. I'm English and it is my first language. So he's like, it is my first language. I was, I turned so red. Yeah, I felt red. so embarrassed. I was like, oh, well, yep, that explains it. The thing is, it's weird is that we met someone else that was from England. And it's weird because sometimes it is a little bit hard to understand still. So I could see why you could mistake him for French because especially if they, he's lived in France for a while, he might have picked up a little bit of an accent. But yeah, it's weird because you'd think an English accent would be just extremely easy to understand. But yeah. sometimes when they're talking fast, it's like, wait, what accent yeah, do you have? Yeah, not saying full sentences, just right. like answering. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was nice about it, but I felt so dumb. So funny. And I was laughing too because right after that happened, there was like the manager of the store. So we had been there multiple times. So he recognized us. And he yeah. was like asking us, I don't think he spoke mu- much English. And he was trying to ask us, how are you, I think. Like, oh, how are you? Yeah. Are you doing okay? And he said, you fine? And like in a question, like, you you fine? Yeah. And sa- And I was like, what? And I didn't understand that he was, it didn't click that he was trying to say. Yeah. Like, how are you guys? And I was just like, I just smiled and nodded. And then I realized that's probably what I sound like talking to them. Like saying weird phrases that they're like, that doesn't go there. Yeah, like what that does doesn't that mean? Make but sense. okay. But it's like they're trying. Like yeah. you can kind of get it, but… Like, that's what I sound like to, the, to those people when I think I'm so confident. That is so funny. Wait, did you ever tell a story about how you said DiGiorno? I don't know if I've told that on the podcast. We need to verify because I tried to tell the story on my vlog and then I was like, is that even what the word? I need to know what the— I think it is bon- buongiorno. I think it's buongiorno. Oh. But I don't know how to say it. I think it's like buongiorno. Oh, yeah, I think you might be right. It might be buongiorno. I Goodbye I- to me saying buongiorno. That is not how you— Buongiorno. Yeah. Or something. No one, no one be mad at me for my horrible French accent. Anyway, I, I truly don't know what this word, what it means. I think it's bonjourne, and it means have a good day. That's what I'm remembering. I don't know if I'm wrong, whatever. So when I was in the south of France with my mom, um, we were leaving a store, and I said to the man there, DiGiorno, <laughs> as I was walking out the door, which <laughs> literally is a frozen pizza brand in the United States. And I felt so dumb I wanted to die. Um, so that's my French for you guys. But let's talk about the food in Paris. So Chelsea's vegan, as you guys know. And I told her coming into this trip, this might be one of the hardest places to find good vegan food. A lot of places that I've traveled, they have actually really amazing plant-based options and so many different cafes, you know, like in Australia and Bali. It's like, that's actually what they have so many options. But in Europe, it's always been a little bit more of a struggle. And especially France, because especially we even big asked, cities. Mm-hmm. And we even asked um, the this French tour guide that we met. We're like, what is French food? And he's like, hmm, lots of meat and cheese. Yeah, I'm and, like, cool. And so, anyway, it's it was a little bit harder to come by. But we did find a few restaurants. And one of our favorites was Wild in the Moon. And... That is more of a cafe that has, mm-hmm. like, quick little bites and um, juices and smoothies and smoothie bowls. And it was really, really good. Yeah, and hot drinks that were really good. Mm-hmm. They had Four Sigmatic there, one of yeah. our favorite sponsors. I was so happy to see they had the Lion's Mane and Chaga Four Sigmatic, which we love. 
Um, they just have like healthy drinks. Mm-hmm. And when you're traveling, we were talking about this, you have to have something. You can't just be eating the local food all the time. Like that's just, you. I don't feel good. Like people will say like, well, you just need to try the food of the place that you go. And I'm like, I'm not going to feel sick all day because I wanted to try French cheese in the morning and then I have a stomach ache for the rest of the day as I'm walking around Paris. Like, no, thank you. It's not worth it to me. No, exactly. And and we were talking about this because I always get this question when I um, travel. People will like message me and say, why aren't you trying any of the local cuisine like you? This looks like what you eat at home if I'm eating like a smoothie or avocado mm-hmm. toast or something. And my friend actually replied, she is also an influencer. She traveled a lot. And she was saying, if we ate like locals every time we traveled, like that's just not realistic. And we would be so unhealthy because yeah, with as much as, I mean, I haven't traveled as much as I have in the past this year, but if I'm traveling multiple times a month and for weeks at a time, I'm just eating complete, like just whatever the heck I want and just eating like a tourist, it's not going to be good news for my health no and then you can't enjoy your trip exactly and so every not we wouldn't go every morning but a few of the mornings we went and like got a green smoothie or green juice and I'm like this just like really helps me feel good while I'm traveling pick me up yeah especially because we did eat a lot of bread and like heavier stuff which is great and fine and like I'm good to do that too but I think it's good to I don't know have like a little bit of routine too Mm -hmm. so we loved that place. Um, what else did we love? We loved Pink Mama. Pink Mama was really good. So that's not plant-based. Um, it's an Italian place in Paris that is super popular. I feel like it's gotten popular more recently, but maybe it's been around for a while. I'm not positive. There is a long line always to get in there. Like we tried one night and they were like, oh, in two hours you can get a table. And so we had to come back the following day for lunch. But it was just everything about it the aesthetic obviously was beautiful and the ambiance of it was so pretty just so awesome and then the food was so good chelsea Mm -hmm. and i both got just like a basically like a spaghetti kind of yeah like red pasta or red pasta sauce and pasta yeah it was really good it was super good seriously some of the best pasta i've had yeah and i think it's worth it to go especially because it's honestly pretty affordable compared to a lot of other places in in paris There were places we went that were so expensive and not super amazing. Yeah. So I think Pink Mama is definitely worth it. If you guys want to go, you should definitely check it out. Yeah, it was really good. And the yeah, like she said, the ambiance was unreal. Mm -hmm. So cute. And the other place that we went that was a cool vibe was Creatures. And that's like a rooftop of a mall kind of. Like it's within a mall, but it's… Um, the prettiest view. The prettiest view. That was the photo that we posted of Chelsea in the black dress and me in the white like blazer dress. And the Eiffel Tower was between us like kind of far away. But it has the prettiest view of the Eiffel Tower. And we went there one night. The weird part about it is that it kept being advertised as vegan. Yeah. So here's what I was going to say about vegan in Paris. And what um, – so we went to Pauline. This is – gonna relate I promise we went to Pauline bag or wait how do you say it yeah Pauline Pauline. yeah they're the amazing bags and we went in there and we met with um a girl who we had previously said she's from England but she's been living in Paris and she told us um that vegan is new there so if they're if it's vegan it's not really vegan it's it's trying to be vegan so they're like five years behind west coast I guess like food yeah the food trends so um, they said, we went to Creatures and we thought it was all vegan. And they're like, yeah, it's vegan. And we're like, mm-hmm. okay. 
And then it had like cheese and eggs on it. And I'm like, those it's not possible they have vegan eggs and right. vegan cheese. I feel like that's that would be unlikely. Yeah, that would be highly unlikely. So I think it was vegetarian. Yeah. And they just were advertising it as vegan. I will say though, the dish we got was really, so really good. good. Yeah. It had burrata cheese on it. Chelsea just took the cheese off. Um, it had like zucchini and olives and like it was on this toast. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um but it was freezing. Yeah, but it was so cold up there. They did give us blankets, but yeah, it was so cold that we were kind of like just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. Um, but I think it's definitely a pretty place to go. Like the rooftop seriously is gorgeous and yeah. the food was good. I wish we had a chance to try more of the food. We were just so cold. We kind of were like, okay, let's yeah. eat and go. Like this is because we were not dressed for the cold. No, we were And not. that was another thing is that it was definitely colder than I thought. I think this is a great time of year to go to France because it's not quite fall yet so it's not absolutely freezing but at night it gets cold yeah you definitely we were definitely not prepped for the no, weather no we were not I thought it was gonna be like okay maybe you wear a sweater yeah maybe a jacket at night maybe a light jacket no 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 we needed full on scarves coats. I wish I had needed, a beanie yeah we, I wish I had a beanie to cover my ears I wish I had something to cover my nose it was cold at night. It was pretty chilly. I'm not going to lie It was to kind you. of gloomy and like rainy there too. Well, so. as we were walking out of Creature, so we were walking down the mall and me and JC were just in one of those moods where we were just goofing off <laughs> in the stores and we were just like looking around at everything and we were walking out. And so we had just gone to Zara that morning. Like I said, we were not prepped for the weather. So I was like, maybe I should just get a jacket here. So we went to Zara. We bought a couple things. I bought this jacket. Actually, if you want to go on our Instagram, we had we got matching jackets. But I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep it yet. So more of a coat, I would say, than a jacket. Yeah, it's a, like yeah, a coat. True. So I was wearing it that first day and I didn't want to take the tag off because I didn't know if I was going to keep it yet. And we <laughs> were walking out of the store and everyone's leaving and they're I don't know why, but there were like eight security guards like yeah. leading everyone out. So of because the mall. creatures, yeah, creatures is at the top of the mall. So we went mm-hmm. down like a million escalators and then we're going out onto the street and there were security guards like before we could yeah, go out. Like a line of them. So we're walking out, we're just joking around, and one of the guys pulls me aside and he goes, you have the tag on your jacket. Like, why do you have the tag on your jacket? I'm like, oh, 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 like just a funny misunderstanding. I'm like, oh, I bought this earlier today. Don't worry, this is from Zara. And then one of the other guys, it like clicks in their head. They're like, there's a Zara in here. So they pull me aside. Because we bought it from a different Zara. Yeah, we had bought it. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a Zara in that mall specifically. So they go, they pull me aside and they're like, I'm like trying to explain that. I'm like, no, I bought this earlier. Um, they're like, ticket, we need the ticket. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I have the ticket. So I pull out my wallet and luckily the receipt was in there. Thank goodness you had the Literally, receipt. I'm like, what would they do? They would have just taken it. I know. I wonder if they would have just thought you stole it for yeah. real. Yeah. So luckily it was my wallet because we had just bought it. So then I walk out and the guy's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, cool. They literally just took me aside, patted me down or like, hey. Yeah, he felt bad for sure. Yeah, he definitely did. I was like, see you in court. (laughs) Let's talk about periods. Woohoo! Chelsea and I both had pregnancy scares when we were on this trip, actually. We were both late for our periods, and then we both started on the trip. So we are on the same cycle, and this brand that we're about to talk about would have come in very handy on this trip. So L, that is the letter L, is a period and personal care company that is focused on giving you organic period care products without the organic prices. 
So L makes tampons, pads, and liners with organic cotton because they believe that a natural product just makes sense for a natural process. They don't use pesticides, chlorine, fragrances, or dyes, which is very important. And they are making these products accessible to you and women around the world who need them because with every L product that you purchase, one is made accessible to a woman or a girl who needs it. To date, they have made over 200 million products accessible and counting. And when you get L, you are a part of helping that movement grow. I respect companies like this so, so much. Um, They are making organic products that are good for us and our bodies and also helping out girls and women, women in need and really making a difference in this world. So I really respect that and absolutely love this brand. They also, to top it off, have really cute branding. So you can find Elle by going to your local Target. It is seriously the best looking package on the shelf. Look for a clear canister with a gold lid or they have white bags with a gold, um, a large gold circle on the front. They're super cute. Or you can get your L organic tampons, pads, and liners right now by going to thisisl.com slash what we said. That's thisisl.com slash what we said. The words this is and then the letter L.com slash what we said. Go check it out, guys. Okay, well, let's talk about the most eventful night that we had in Paris. Mm-hmm. So many things, you guys, during this night. So it was <laughs> it was white night in Paris, which none of us knew what that meant. But the that Paris tour guide that we met um, told us like, oh, it's white night this Friday or Saturday. I can't remember which night it was. And it was like not just a thing where sometimes in cities or towns, like I know in Nashville, there was like the tomato fest or something. Where yeah. You, even if you live there, you were like, oh, okay, I've heard yeah. of it. It seemed like every single person we encountered was like, it's white night. Yeah. It was like a very thing. So I looked it up because I'm like, I don't even know how to explain what this was. So it just says it's an annual all night or nighttime arts festival of a city. Like it was like a night where everyone just stays up and like there's There's different exhibits. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we're like, well, this is crazy. So Danny and Rachel, let's first start with the fact that me and Chelsea very much love our sleep. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're very adamant about our sleep, especially because we're trying to beat jet lag. We're like, let's go to bed every night at 10. Let's wake up at a good time. Let's get back on a good schedule. So anyway, it's white night. Danny and Rachel are like, guys, we got to live it up. Like, let's go out tonight because at 1 a.m. there's like a special light show um, of the Eiffel Tower. Supposedly, I think it happens maybe every night at 1 a.m. I'm not positive. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Or I don't know if it was for white night. Anyway, um, because if you guys didn't know, which is another, this is another huge tip for going to Paris, is that every night starting at sunset, so let's say the sunset's around 8, the Eiffel Tower sparkles for a few minutes. It like, like just literally twinkles. It looks like the Kira Kira app in real life. Yeah. Um, and it does that for a few minutes and it does that every hour on the hour. So then it does it again at 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 11, and then goes all the way until 1 a.m. So they were like, let's go out. Like it was around midnight. We got, we had to be dragged out. We're like, okay, let's just do it. So we went out and it ended up being such a good night and so eventful. And we're so happy we went out. Yeah. So shout out to Danny and Rachel for making us get out of bed. I was making jokes. I'm like, you guys, I'm so tired. And they're like, Chelsea, don't be, don't be lazy. Like, don't be a, a party pooper. And I'm always like, no, I need to sleep. Otherwise, I'll be a party pooper tomorrow. Yeah. But they dragged us out. And I was making jokes at the beginning, like, I'd rather be in bed, you guys. But then as we were going out, I'm like, wait, I'm so glad that yeah. I came out. It was so fun. Definitely. So we were just hanging out. We were hanging out by the Eiffel Tower. And we tried to go to this art exhibit. We couldn't get into the right area, whatever. We walked around. And um, we got— Danny and Rachel got a crepe. 
and then we're walking and they're like, where should we go to like watch the 1am, you know, sparkle happen? And I was like, oh, we should go down by like this little river thing that there is by the Eiffel Tower. You just like go down some stairs. And I've been there before for like a little picnic that I did for a photo shoot like two years ago or whatever, three years ago. Um, And I remembered it being like a cute, you know, you could just see the Eiffel Tower and there usually aren't a ton of people down there. Whereas like up on the grass and up on the stairs of, I can't explain because no one knows what I'm talking about. I'm using my hands. But anyway, it seems like there's always less people and it's like a great view. So I was like, we should go down there. It's like really close. So we start walking and as we're walking down the steps, we see this guy get on one knee and propose and it's just them like this intimate like Mm -hmm. cutest thing in front of the Eiffel Tower and all of us were like laughing and talking super loud and then as we're we keep walking and we see it all of us go silent and we're like oh my gosh oh my gosh get your get your phones out like what the heck so we start shooting photos and videos we're trying Um, to on our phone before he gets up from his knee but I don't think any of us were successful yeah at getting the perfect shot Mm -hmm. um so anyway we let them have their moment they were like it was the sweetest proposal so cute like they were wiping away each other's tears like it was so intimate it was so cute but we did get some behind-the-scenes photos. We're like, we have to, like, give them these photos. Mm-hmm. So after they had their moment and they were kind of going to, like, be walking back up the stairs, we were like, hey, we got some photos of you. And, like, we're we'll like, take- hey, lucky for you, there are three professional photographers here. Yeah. And we're like, let's take a few more of you guys, like, in front of the Eiffel Tower, like, with your ring and stuff. So they posed for some photos and videos. And it was so cute. We all teared up at the proposal. It was so sweet. So we're like, wow, what are the chances of that? Like— and then the Eiffel Tower started twinkling. Yes. Literally right after the proposal, the Eiffel Tower started sparkling and twinkling. Yeah. And we were just like, this is not real. And Rachel's snapping pics of them with her phone and telling them what to do. Like, get back on the knee. Like, let's yeah. reenact it. They were so cute. It was so cute. And we're, I just was like, I can't help but think that was fate that literally three photographers walked down the stairs mm-hmm. as they were getting proposed to. And I told Chelsea, she just got the best proposal ever ever because it was intimate with just them which I honestly think is so special and awesome and then she also got photos of it yeah like without knowing it or planning it or paying for it yeah and they were really cute photos so freaking cute like every girl's dream photos so good so then after that you guys this is when it starts to get shocking this is when it starts to get gnarly so we're walking, we walk back up the stairs. We like, you know, witness the Eiffel Tower sparkling. We're like, wow, that was so pretty, so fun, whatever. We walk back up, which I will say the 1 a.m. thing wasn't super special though. No, it was supposed to be tricolor. I don't think it was. And I don't, I didn't see any colors Me besides neither. white. Anyway, it was still pretty. So we walked back up the stairs. We're, we're walking back. Wait, wait, wait. To, okay. As we're walking up the stairs. Oh, yeah. This guy. Okay, so JC warned me. She said, we're going to go to the Eiffel Tower. There's a bunch of people and they try and sell you things. Just say no. And I said, okay, good. Because I know how to say I don't have any money in French. That's one of the few phrases I know. <laughs> so rocking up the stairs. And this guy is literally in our face. He's coming down. We're walking up. It's a pretty narrow staircase. Mm-hmm. And he has, the, I don't even know what the heck he had. But they're little light up toys or something. Shoving them in our face and stopping in front of us. Like, you buy, you buy. And I said, I said, je n'ai pas d'argent. Which I think means I don't have any money. He said, Why? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why. Because I'm poor. Bye. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I thought that would get them away. And he's like, why? Why? And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like trying to get through. And we're all trying to get through this guy. Like putting these things in our face, which was the first annoyance shock. Because we just had this beautiful moment down there. And I'm like, oh, great. 
Yeah. Well, and it, it really was very pushy. It wasn't just like someone asking like, oh, would you like to buy this? It was literally no, like one, they get it in your face. one inch away from your face. Yeah. It's like you've invaded the personal space bubble at that point. Yeah. And after you say no, like, okay, no, I'm walking away. Yeah. They like keep going and keep following you. It's like, no, no. I said no. Yeah. yeah. So we keep walking up and there's this group of boys who we think are probably around like 18-ish. Yeah. And I, how did it start? What did they first say? They were, they was were like behind us. They were behind us. And they started do, like saying dumb things. The reason we thought they were younger is because the things they were saying weren't like creepy man, like catcalling. No. It was like teenage boys who just learned how to say dirty things in English and like yeah. wanted to say it to girls. So they're walking behind us and they said something. And then I started running. I don't remember why though. <laughs> we were all just first of all we were in all in a funny mood like joking yeah. around and goofing around and whatever and then they were like oh you want to kiss you want to kiss or something and we we're just like okay bye so we like started running just to be funny like we weren't genuinely like actually yeah. scared for our safety but we kind I of started like jogging away we're like okay bye because it was right after the guy got in our face so yeah. it was just like just people bombarded. yeah bombarded so I just started running to be funny and then everyone just started running and the funny thing is they're like run run yeah. they were like still yelling at us I'm like wait Nothing helps. Then we got stuck because we had to wait for a light. Like, we had to cross the street to um, order an Uber. And so we got kind of got stuck, and they were right near us still. And they're, like, saying just weird things, like— Well, they said— so Okay, well, first of all, if you guys are avid listeners, as you should be, <laughs> you know that we talked about catcalling in our— True um, crime episode. Yeah, in our true crime episode, and we told you what to do. So one of the tips was if you feel like you're safe— Look them in the eye and ask them to repeat themselves and call them out on it. And it makes them feel awkward. So these boys were walking by and they go, they say something dirty. It wasn't just like whatever. It was like actually gross. And like I said, it was like they just learned how to say something sexual in English, English and they wanted to say it. So they kept repeating it to us. And as they're walking by, I'm like, and I turn around, I'm like, well, what did you say? <laughs> and I'm like, that's disgusting. And no, no, no. Before you said that, yeah, maybe you said that. But she goes, what did you just say? Tries to like call them out and be like, repeat yourself. <laughs> and and one of them just steps steps up so proudly. He's like, I said I want a French kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, JC was dying laughing. I didn't even really notice. JC's like, one of them was like kind of shook. And then the <laughs> other one literally stepped forward so proudly. Like, yep, that was me who said it. He's like, I said I want a French kiss. <laughs> So oh we're here God. to report oh that gosh. maybe that doesn't the tactic doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work on 18-year-old boys. Yeah. It um, was so funny because one of them genuinely was a little startled. Like he kind of didn't know what to say. He was like, oh, he felt awkward. And the other one just like stepped forward. <laughs> He's like kind of short. It was the funniest thing. It was so funny. Oh my funny. gosh. Because it was funny because it wasn't a scary situation. Mm -hmm. It was just like more annoying and funny. And we were already in a funny mood. So Definitely. we were just dying laughing at that. So let's let's go on to we walk across the street. This is all happening, you guys, within minutes. Yeah. Like we witness the proposal two minutes later, we witness the sparkle, two minutes later we walk up and that happens, then two minutes later we're walking across the street. Yeah. And I kid you not, we hear the most terrifying we noise. We hear the most terrifying noise. Just like like grinding metal. And we're just like, oh my gosh, what it is happening? It literally sounded like Someone was scratching metal as hard as they could on cement. It was such a loud, piercing sound. 
and I look to my left and there's just a woman driving with no tire. You think I'm kidding? No tire. And she's like unfazed. Unfazed. Drives for miles. You guys, the metal I, the metal part of the tire was there. And the there streets. There was no tire. The streets are. Cobblestone. Cobblestone. And she's driving and there's sparks flying everywhere sparks are flying the biggest sparks i've ever seen and and homegirl is like brushing her hair like she does not care i'm not kidding it was no, the it weirdest was crazy. thing and her windows were down yeah that was the other thing because i'm like i know 100 percent you hear this because yeah. i can hear it and i'm you know what i mean we were like hopefully she's just trying to get home like and that's just not how she drives every single day it was so shocking. We were all stunned. We did like we didn't even have time to take out our phones and like video it. We're just like all with our mouths open. What is happening? It was crazy. It was so okay. So that's not where the craziness ends because we get home, we get an Uber, okay, and we go to our Airbnb, which that's another shocking situation. The Airbnb was a little th- weird. A little weird. So there were signs all over. It was kind of like a little apartment complex. And there were signs all over that were like, no tourists allowed. Like, tourists, no. Like, huge this is red illegal. Signs, like, illegal. And we're like, uh, should we be concerned? Like, we're definitely tourists. They're like, if you're part of the illegal trade of Airbnb here, please be quiet. Does it say that? Yes. Oh, I didn't read that part of it. Anyway, so we're like, should we be concerned? Um, which we talked to our Airbnb host about later. But anywho, we walk in. This is from our crazy night. It's like, I don't know, two something. And... We, maybe not, maybe like 140, I don't remember, but we walk into the building and we have to go through like a bunch of different little codes. Like we have to enter in a code, then go a few more steps, like enter in another code to a door and then go up a staircase and then push open another door. And what do we see? Our Airbnb (laughs) wide open. The door, not just like a crack, wide open. open. Like you can see all of our stuff, like completely wide open. And I would have been even more horrified, but I knew that I had left the door. Like, I didn't know that the whole night. Mm-hmm. But, like, when once I saw it, I was like, yep, I definitely forgot to close the door. Because we had gone down the stairs. And I think I ran to grab. I can't remember. It was a rush. But I was like, wait, did I close the door? And they were like, did you? But we were already down all the flights of stairs and through the codes. And I was like, I think I did. I was <laughs> like, I definitely think I did. And I thought about it more. I'm like, yeah, there's no way I just left it open. Nope left it open yeah literally right in the view all of our laptops yeah our most expensive cameras like I mean all that was still there and we went and checked all every crevice we were checking the fridge honey we did not want anyone to be we were looking for invaders yeah we literally looked in every crevice so we were safe and nothing was stolen, but I could not believe that I left the door wide open like that. I yeah. was completely shook. Luckily, it was the second door. So if you're thinking like the, the door was open in the apartment complex, it wasn't like that. Like people walking by the hall couldn't see it. You had to right. go through a door and then the Another door was door. open. Yeah. yeah. It was a little harder to… Yeah, definitely. I, I bet no one even noticed. No. But we were just all—after the night we had had, we're like, there's no way. Yeah. It and just, terrified. Yeah. We've seen Taken, so we were trying to be we as know safe it's as up. possible. Okay, then I think this next um, story is my favorite in I'm Sorry, Rachel, because it was at your cost, but it was just too good. It was just too funny. So we're in walking around Paris. We're doing vintage shopping, having the best little afternoon. And so, mind you, me, JC, and Danny are all married, and Rachel is single. So— she sees this guy, 
Rachel is a photographer and she loves film photography. And we see this guy standing on a corner by himself, like this curly haired, cute guy, his early, like early, late 20s, maybe. I don't know. And like dressed well. Yeah. Just so cute. We're like, Rachel. And she's like, that guy's so cute. We're like, you have to go talk to him. Like, just go talk to him. And you can hear us in a video going, Rachel, you will never see him again. Just go up and talk to him. Ask him if he's alone. And JC goes, he's holding a film camera. Like, are you kidding me? This is a, a match like, made in go. heaven. I'm like, this is fake. Go, 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 go. So we convince her. And it's like on the fly because he's only standing there for a few seconds. And we convinced her. And she, I was actually shocked that she did it. So she went up to him and was like, hey, like, sorry, are you from here? Or like, whatever. And he's like, no. She's like, oh, I was just going to ask you, like, where you got your film developed. And she started a conversation with him. And they started chatting a little bit. And they were, like, kind of laughing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys. Like, they're laughing. They're smiling. And then we just see a girl approach the and situation. <laughs> and we're like, oh. We're like, he has a girlfriend. He has a girlfriend. That's the girlfriend. And so we had to. She literally walks right up to them and started talking with them. We're like, yep, that's the girlfriend. We're like, we literally set her up for rejection. And we, like, made her. Yeah. Literally forced her. For yeah, she was like, no, you guys. Minutes. And we're like, you guys, you will, you will never see her again. It's fine. Her. And, or <laughs> him again. And we're like, you will never see him again. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Just do it. Do it for the memories. And then she walks back and she's like, yep, he had a girlfriend. And we're like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Why did we, we're like, why did we think he was alone? We're <laughs> yeah. like, we're so dumb. And she was like, thanks guys. But it was so funny. We were dying laughing because mostly me and JC were recording it. And he looked over at one point and we're <laughs> literally, our cameras are pointed straight at them. <laughs> so he's like, these girls are 12. But also the girlfriend was so cute. And then the worst part happened is. I posted it on my Insta story. Is that the worst part? Yeah. And literally, like, multiple people were like, I know them. These are my friends. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they 100% saw this story. Yeah. This Instagram story that I posted. Because yeah. I posted just the tra- the chain of events, like, us telling Rachel, go, go, go. Me saying, he has a film camera, run. And then her, literally footage of her getting rejected. Yeah. The so. girlfriend coming up. Absolutely the girlfriend knew that yeah. oh, she 100%. was Oh, 100%. And, and Rachel, Rachel said— Rachel said to him, like, oh, who are you here with? Are you here alone? And he's like, no. And she's like, oh, who, who are you here with? And he's like, my girlfriend. And literally, she's like, on cue, as I say, as he says, my girlfriend, the girlfriend walks up. Yeah. And she's just like, cool, cool. This sponsor could not fit more perfectly with today's episode, Away Luggage. Chelsea and I both brought our Away suitcases to Europe with us, and I have personally been traveling with away suitcases for years and I really do love them so much and they're still all in great shape which I feel like says a lot so they have combination locks on them to keep your stuff safe which I absolutely love kind of just gives me peace of mind and then they also come with an ejectable battery so you can plug your phone into it charge your phone which is very convenient and then I would venture to say one of my favorite features of it is that it has four 360 degree like spinner wheels Basically, it just glides really easy and it has four different wheels that spin in all directions so you can like push it or pull it in any direction. I absolutely love their carry-on suitcases. I have both sizes. They come in two sizes. They come in lots of different colors, um, two different materials. I have the white and pink in just the carry-on and then they have a bigger carry-on option. I've used just the regular carry-ons for like weekend trips to Arizona. It's really nice because it's very small and lightweight. So it's super easy to like put in the overhead bins in the plane or take with you on a road trip or whatever. 
A few things that I definitely think are important to mention, these are very durable suitcases and they're meant to last a lifetime. So if any part of your suitcase breaks, a Waze customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced ASAP, which I think is so awesome and I really respect that. And also I have never had to call the customer service team and I've had these suitcases for three years, which I feel like speaks to the durability for sure. And then they also have a 100 day trial on everything that their brand makes. So you can take it out on the road, you can take it on the plane, travel with it. And then if you decide within the 100 day timeframe that it's just not working for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund, no ifs, ands, or buts. They also have free shipping within the contiguous US, Europe, and Australia, and they have stores if you guys want to go in physically to see the suitcases in New York, Austin, LA, San Francisco, Boston, Chicago, and London. So of course, we have a discount for you guys. For $20 off of a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash what we said and use promo code what we said during checkout. Again, for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash what we said and use promo code what we said. Um, we need to move on to niece first. Is there anything else we want to talk about? I mean, there was so much else, but honestly, you guys should just go watch our vlogs from Paris yeah. because actually I don't know if they'll be up yet, but hopefully they will be. Um, JC lost her vlog camera not once but twice. Well, the first time she called, she, she was the boy who called wolf, the boy who cried, cried wolf, wolf <laughs> whatever, same thing. And we were all like so upset for her. She was like, "I'm sick to my stomach. I lost my vlog camera." We're like running around looking for it. Ran down the street. She thought she left it on the street, and we came back up and found it at the Airbnb. Yeah, it was literally in her time, suitcase. Second time, I actually lost it for real. No one believed me. I literally called the place. Did not care. Everyone's like, oh, did you? I'm like, no, you guys, I swear. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I feel sick. Everyone's like, whatever. And then I called yesterday. the place I was at. We were, we had been at. And they're like, yeah, we have it. Like, it's actually safe. We got it. And I was just like, oh, so relieved. Anyway, so much more eventful stuff. You guys just need to go to our YouTubes. We'll have them linked below. Okay, let's move on to Nice because Nice is so fun and was our favorite. Yeah. And we wish we would have honestly spent more time in Nice than in Paris. The weather in Nice was perfect it was beautiful it, it was, truly was the first night we got there rachel was like it feels like no weather weather and i was like there is yes. nothing better than that it's when it's true. like you don't need a jacket and you also are not you're not cold you're not hot it just mm -hmm. feels so perfect um i think this time of year is so good to go to nice yeah it was so beautiful it was not packed at all no it wasn't there were not a lot of tourists um at least when we were there so nice started out on the wrong foot because danny lost her luggage well the airport the airline almost said the air force <laughs> the air force came and um, took her luggage so we all got our bags we all checked one bag each and danny's didn't come and here's the thing about checking bags i no, i don't want to say i'm anti-checking bags honestly i check bags pretty much all the time when i travel now but it's so risky and leif always makes fun of me because i always like take a carry-on too with essential stuff that i'm like if my luggage got lost, at least I would have an outfit and my toothbrush and like just a few things. And he's always like, your bag is not going to get lost. And I said, it happens more than you think. It, it happens a lot to people. Like I know so many people that this happens to. And it happened to Danny, sure enough. And then um, luckily they found it. I think it was still at the Paris airport. It hadn't, hadn't come to Nice yet for some weird reason. And um, they were like, oh, you'll get it in 24 to 48 hours. And we were literally only in Nice for like two full days yeah so we were stressing we were stressing because i mean that was all her clothes all her stuff and she was just like great but 
luckily they ended up delivering it the next day at 9 a.m. So we got lucky with that. Yeah, um, it was really lucky. And so it got solved quickly. Um, another thing that happened is that I lost my credit card. Honestly, I'm not even going to get into it because I was just stupid and I'm going to have to figure that out. The first night we were there was so fun, though, because we made Italian dinner. So I know it sounds like we're eating a lot of Italian food in France. We seriously ate pasta so much. I feel like that was just a good medium. Like like you being vegan, there's just like lots of, you know, vegan options. pasta options. Yeah. And there really are a lot of Italian restaurants in France, obviously, because Italy's right next to France. Yeah. But um, like we said, French food is just not, I mean, ideal. It's not ideal for at least like what we usually Besides eat. baguettes. So, yeah. <laughs> we ate our fair share of bread. For yeah, for sure. we for sure did. Yeah, we made dinner and I made it as a YouTube video. Uh, probably won't be up by the time this is up, but be looking out for it on my YouTube channel because yeah. it, it was a good time. Four girls trying to make pasta. That's a pretty simple recipe. And we had a lot way of too many complications for how simple that recipe was. Literally, literally just red pasta. Literally, I was going to say literally penne pasta with red sauce. Yeah. It's very concerning. And we added stuff. We made it. We we spiced it up. Yeah. I was going to say the food in Nice was way better than the food in Paris. It was. it's a little bit more Mediterranean. So there are a lot more options. I had the best falafel there. Well, we actually both had falafel there. Mm-hmm. Really but good. it was such a good pita falafel sandwich. They had good vegan places. We tried some really good plant-based spots. Paper Plane was our favorite. So good. I would say. It was so good. And what was the other one that we went to? Oh, the coffee shop. Oh, yeah. I don't and know the that's name not of the it. Name, it was like Chez Le. It had, a re- it had a long French name. Yeah. Oh, that was also really good. It was cute theme. That's where I met my boy, Jerry. Jerry was so sweet and he was so kind. I loved him so much and he was a dog and he was just so cute it was the owner's dog and it was just like a he was so soft i don't know what kind of dog he was i don't either it's like a golden retriever mix or something looks so kind sweet. of like he was so sweet i started petting him and he just like i sat down by him and he leaned against me and i gave him a kiss he was so sweet let's talk about the dogs in nice yeah let's do because it was seriously like a dog show there it, yeah. it was honestly almost comical we were like there's no way there are this many cute and like crazy dogs creative dogs (laughs) like dogs that are just unique yeah I'm like I've never seen a dog like that so many random colored dogs and like breeds that I'd never seen yeah and they were all so cute and so sweet and it was very very dog friendly place like a lot of people had dogs I didn't realize as I was I read about it so I didn't realize that and a lot of places in Europe are way more dog-friendly than America is dog-friendly. Because they were saying, oh, America is not very dog-friendly. And like, they're, who, who was saying that? This article I read. Oh, okay. And that shocked me because I think some places are pretty dog-friendly. But in Nice, people brought their dogs everywhere. They brought them to the beach. They brought them, like, there was no question of wh- whether a dog was allowed or not. Like, it was just there. And they were cute. In the coffee shop, literally a restaurant, the dog was there. They had a so little dog cute. bar with water it was so every five seconds me and jc would be like oh, look at that dog it's so cute it was so cute yeah it was really fun i loved the vibe in nice like it mm-hmm. really is just it felt a little more homey and just because it's not as packed and big as paris i guess yeah um, our airbnb was so much better than our paris airbnb yes our airbnb was perfect there my favorite thing that we did in nice i guess the most eventful thing that we did was we went to this gorgeous pink palace that's called Villa Effrugi de Roth 
child. Okay. I don't know how to say it. Look it up. It'll be featured in my niece vlog. It was so beautiful. The views were insane. Yeah. They it was were like coastal so views. Pretty. And it honestly reminded me the view driving up and around honestly reminded me of the Amalfi Coast. Really? Um, yeah. It is it was so pretty. It really actually the whole vibe of it kind of reminded me of Italy. But it's literally just like a massive pink castle. Yeah. It's so pretty. It was so beautiful. Inside and out. Inside and literally out. Literally pink outside, marble, pink like yes. light pink paint on all of the walls, beautiful paintings. Just insane. And the gardens outside were insane. There were it was seven so gardens. Pretty. We were like, oh, we were starting to take pictures of the first garden. I'm like, you guys, we have six gardens left. It, so. was, it was perfection. Yeah. Um, another thing that was fun that we actually, Chelsea and I didn't do it all in Nice, but Danny and Rachel got super lucky. So next time I'm in Nice, I'm going to go vintage shopping because mm-hmm. they both got vintage Louis Vuitton, like genuine real Louis Vuitton purses for so cheap. I think Danny's was like $200 and it's, yeah. it, it's so cute. In LA, that would have been 1500 at least. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell it's authentic. Yeah. 100%. It had a serial number and everything. It's so cute. It's so cute. And then she got a freaking, I'm forgetting the brand name for some reason. Oh, Christian Dior Velour, like, track suit kind of not track suit the sweat set sweat yeah. suit sorry yeah like a velvet set mm-hmm. the cutest fit for 20 a pink one a pink mind one. you pink christian dior set it'll be featured on the vlog 20 dollars yeah 20 she said she said she didn't think that the girl that the woman knew was designer she yeah. was just like eh, 20 i guess like she didn't understand yeah it was so cute. They just got so lucky. But Chelsea and I were always doing different stuff. Like at that point, we went to the vegan cafe um, and blah, blah, blah. So we Oh, never... no, no, no. Not blah, blah, blah. What? <laughs> okay, let me tell you guys a little story. Before we came, I had my bags packed. And then me and Jason were packing our bags together. And God, I was like, blah, I blah, have— yeah, I had three swimsuits packed. Like two bikinis and one one suit, and one— one piece, sorry. And JC and Beth looked at me like, we are not going to the beach and literally scoffed at me. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I took out two of my swimsuits. Luckily, I trusted my gut and I left one in there. We get there and Rachel and Danny are like, oh, we yeah, we brought swimsuits. It's going to be warm. Like literally perfect weather for the beach. And um, JC's like, oh, freak. I didn't bring a swimsuit. And I'm like, yeah, you made me leave my other ones at home. So the blah, blah, blah was me and JC. I honestly completely forgot. I wasn't even trying to get out of it. I know. Just kidding. We're shopping for one of her swimsuits, like trying to find a swimsuit for her to wear to the beach because we wanted to go to the beach that day. Yeah. But I will say, I guess during the like sunny hours of the day, it was fine. But like… No, at night it was freezing. Like when it started getting near sunset, it was freezing. Yeah. It wasn't like we were, you know, hanging out in our swimsuits. It would have been perfect if we went in the middle of the day to lay out. It was so perfect weather for that. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, at night it was definitely a little bit chilly, I would say. So at the beach, we took sunset photos. I took sunset photos of Danny and Rachel. They had this vision. They wanted to like run into the ocean with these cute silk slip dresses. So I was like, I'm all for it. Let's do it. The beaches are, I don't know if they're called like stones, rocks, or pebbles. They're, it's like not sand. Yeah, they're not pebbles because they're way too big to be pebbles. Right. I don't know. They're like you, an in-between. Yeah. But they're not for the faint of heart. No. It's actually so painful to walk on them. Yeah. Like it really hurts your feet. And you wouldn't think so because they're really smooth looking. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're jagged rocks. 
But when you start walking, it is like so painful. Yeah. So they were trying to get in the ocean. I have video footage of Danny falling in, her shoes floating out to sea. Like it was <laughs> the most shocking situation trying to get these photos. They were being pulled out further and further. And I kept screaming at them saying, come closer to me. Because I was tr- I was on the shore. Like I was not in the water and sh- shooting the photos. Well, yeah, because it's not like a sandy beach where you walk down and it just gets slowly and slowly more shallow. It kind of drops off a little bit. Completely. Like the rocks just kind of drop and now you're in the water. Exactly. So they were just getting pulled out and out and out. And anyway, I took these sunset photos, which actually turned out so cute. Yeah. Even though it was shocking. But in the midst of it, I fell into the water because it just came up so much further than I had expected, the water. And um, it like pulled me in and I literally just fell on my butt in the water and got my jeans soaked and my white Reeboks that I wear every single day. Mm Mm-hmm soaked i had to leave them in france because there was no they were they were sopping wet and i i knew for a fact we were leaving the next morning at like 8 Mm a.m and it was like 8 p.m yeah i'm like there is not a chance in the world these are gonna dry by then and they're gonna be so (laughs) mildewy and gross and i'd already gotten i mean i've already gotten a ton of use out of them i literally wear them every day so i'm like whatever i guess i'll just have to get a new pair but danny and rachel if you're listening i did that for you I did that for she your photo took one shoot. for the team, you guys. But yeah, it was so, especially because there's no dryers in, well, no. well I don't want to say there's no dryers in France, but they, they normally just hang their clothes out to dry. And so in our Airbnb, like there was not a dryer. There was only a washer yeah. ever. Yeah. So I, yeah, had to leave those behind. I had a lot of casualties on this trip. My credit card, brand new ring that I bought that came off while I was dancing in the streets of Nice <laughs> being stupid. Flew off my hand and we couldn't find it in the streets. It was shocking. Yeah. It literally just disappeared into thin air. Disappeared. Yeah. Reeboks, done for. Mm-hmm. It, you know what, though? It was Card all worth gone. it. Vlog camera saved, yeah, luckily. Saved. But every time after, every day after she lost her vlog camera, we were like, do you have your vlog camera? Do you have your vlog camera? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, what is your final recap of Paris and Nice? Your your French experience. My French experience was amazing. The people were so kind. Truly, we met the kindest, most generous people. I had heard not only from you, but from a lot of people that the French people are the most unwelcoming to Americans. But literally from the gate agent at the very beginning. He was so kind, telling us he used to live in Nice and all that stuff. And everybody we met after that, for the most part, was super kind. Yeah. And super willing to try to communicate, even if they didn't speak English. And I think when they know you're trying to make an effort and not just being annoying Americans expecting things, Mm -hmm. then they're way more willing to work with you. You know what I yeah. mean? So if you're willing to be like, hey, and, and you say bonjour instead of being like, hi, can you? Yeah. Whatever. I agree. I think it makes them smile. Like, honestly, even though my I have not great idea of the French language and I don't have a great accent, I think even just me trying to say something, it always makes them laugh. Definitely. Because it's like, oh, that's funny. You think you know how to speak French, but that's cute. Yeah. Well, and I think what it is is because I've never thought that French people are mean, but obviously it's like everyone does have a different culture. And I think maybe people mistake not even bluntness, but like maybe directness as rude because— Or indifference. Yeah, indifference because a lot of the times when you're at a restaurant, it's like— they're not super where I feel like it's very different than America where they're like, yeah. how can I help you? Like, 
you do know, you need ketchup? Yeah. Do you need, do you need spices? this? Spices, yeah. Yeah, they're just a little bit more indifferent. And I think maybe some people take that as rude, but I think they're just, they're not trying to be rude at all by doing that. Mm-hmm. And like with any country in the world, like obviously even America, you're going to get people who are a little bit rude, you yeah. know, that you interact with. And it's just like, that's how it is. But yeah, I was so pleasantly surprised about how nice the people were there. Yeah. We had such good experiences everywhere we went. Yeah. So yeah, I I think Nice over Paris. Like I would mm-hmm. choose to go back there before I would choose for to go sure, to Paris. For sure, me too. But I definitely think that Paris is like a must for everyone in their lifetime. Like yeah. you have to go. I was going to say— Paris is so fun to visit. I had a blast just walking around. It's with places that have— So we went to the Palace of Versailles as well. And any place that we went where you could just feel the history, like there really is just a feeling. And I was saying to JC, if they built this exact building in LA right now, it wouldn't be the same because there's no history attached to it. It's like even if it was exact details and everything, it doesn't have the same nostalgic feeling. Like there's an energy there. Mm -hmm. And it's so— like beautiful truly like there's just so much beauty in the history of it and that feeling just can't be replicated no it can't so it's definitely a must but if i were to pick somewhere to vacation again i would definitely pick nice agreed i would go back in a heartbeat such a fun place and i was telling chelsea traveling really does put things into perspective for you because you realize that you are in a tiny so we're like okay we're in nice we're in a small town in the south of france There are a bunch of other towns and cities nearby. And then you think of France as a whole event and how many places. And then you think of Italy. And then you add in all of these other countries surrounding it. And then you just add in the whole world. And it's like you are a speck. Yeah. You are a tiny thing. And not that that should make you feel like, you know. Like I'm nothing. Yeah, like you're nothing or that you're worthless. But it's like it really puts things into perspective where it's like, oh, the fact that I didn't get that many likes on the Instagram photo doesn't matter. No. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just like what makes not. me want to prioritize like the real importances in life because it's like, I don't know. This yeah. is just your little life that you're living. And yeah. in in the best way, in the nicest way possible, no one really cares that much. No, about nobody like what's does. going on for you. And knowing that is so freeing, to be quite honest. It is. Like that you're really you really don't matter that much in the whole scheme of things where it's like you're not that imp- as important as you think you are. And that sounds horrible. But if you look at it in the right way, it's actually the best thing ever for you. And you're important to like your circle and like the people. And you can for sure make positive impacts on everyone that you come in contact with. But it's just kind of nice to know like it almost takes the weight off your shoulders. Like yeah. the weight of the world off your shoulders. Because mm-hmm. it's like I don't really need to please that many people. No, it's like I just exactly. need to like live my best life. Yeah, it's just like love who you love. Be with the people that you want to be with. And like live your little life and that little life is I'm not saying like that's so little and your life is dumb yeah. but it's like to you it's everything, everything but you have to realize you're not everything to everybody else yeah. so it's just it's it actually should be a freeing feeling and not Definitely. like oh I'm not important it's like no sorry no, I, sorry hun I, I love it honestly and traveling really has always put that into perspective for me so I'm yeah. always grateful to go to a new place yeah I was telling JC as we were at this pizza place I was in the bathroom and I was thinking it was like such a weird because I had like this euphoric moment in the bathroom when I was literally going to the bathroom thinking we are all just humans who and all of us go to the bathroom like we're all from completely different walks of life all of us live extremely different lives we all have different opinions we completely disagree on a lot of things 
Uh, we speak different languages. We can't even communicate to some people. And like, we don't even understand their way of life a lot of times, but we're all just human beings who go to the bathroom, who get sick, who cry, who laugh. Like we're actually all the same. Mm-hmm. And in that, it also makes you feel like, oh, you're not alone, but also makes you feel like my problems are not that big. Mm-hmm. And it's just life. Agreed. So we well, all just, end on we that. all poop. That's the moral of the story. If you take anything away, it's that. <laughs> um, well, hope you guys enjoyed this little episode. We just thought it'd be fun to throw up because we wanted to document, like I said, um, on the podcast, our first international abroad experience together because yeah. it was special and mm-hmm. it was so, so fun. Yeah. So if you guys want to follow us individually on Instagram, mine is at JC Marie Smith. Mine is at Chelsea Jade Curtis. And we'll have them linked too. And then our podcast Instagram together is at what we said podcast. You guys should honestly check out our podcast Instagram because we post a lot of fun stuff, but also we've been shooting film photos. We shot a bunch of fun photos in Europe and we've been posting really, you know, consistently and good. So you guys should definitely check We're it out. We're being good girls on there. And like I said, go to our YouTube channels if you want to see more behind the scenes and like vlogs of our trip because it was the best. And we even, you know, recorded the shocking moments. So we love you. And don't forget to subscribe so that you are caught up and you can listen on Tuesdays. And we love you so much. Thanks for listening and thanks for making this possible for us. We will never stop being grateful. And that's That's what what we we said. said. See you later.